man. <laughs> Welcome to Cult Film in Review, the podcast where we discuss the films you dig and no one else gets, and we see if they still hold up. Tonight, man, we are going back to 1969. We're hopping on our choppers, going down that sweet, sweet road. Might do some drugs. Might pick up some ladies. Might might stay at a commune. We don't know. Oh, you mean like a Tuesday? Like a Tuesday. That's a Tuesday for us here at Cold Film Review. Because <laughs> tonight we're talking about Easy Rider. So let's just start the show. Your Hollywood system stole our sex and co-opted our violence, so there's nothing left for our kinds of movies. <laughs> I did not hit her. It's not true. Clopex. 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 Up yours, baby. Me and Bubba, my little brother... Listen to you every night. Where in the hell are we? I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Thanks for joining us this week, guys. We really appreciate it. Do us a favor, head on over to iTunes, leave us a review and a comment. It helps us out a lot. We really appreciate it. We read them. At the end of the episodes, when we get new ones, and guess what? We got a new one tonight. So stick, uh, stick, stick around for that one because we're giving out shout outs. Shout outs. Shout outs. Shout out. Tonight we're talking about Easy Rider. It was directed by Dennis Hopper. Came out in 1969. Had a budget of 400,000. Uh, well, it's conflicting. 360,000 to 400,000 is what I'll say. I don't think that's very it's, conflicting. That's uh-huh. close. Yeah, it's close. Uh, it made $60 million at the box office, so it was a hit. It was filmed here in the U.S., and it currently has an 89% on Rotten Tomatoes. If you don't know what it's about, it's about two counterculture bikers traveling from Los Angeles to New Orleans in search of America. That's pretty good. They're just searching for it. Yeah, they're trying, they're trying to find the real. I think they're trying to find the real America. I think so, too. And do they find it? Yes. Yes, they do. <laughs> yeah. This is Chris's pick. Chris? Yeah. Actually, you know what? Fuck it, Chris. Don't talk yet. Yeah. As always, I am joined by the regular crew of Michael Salusio. Hi, everyone. Chris Willemrecht. Hello. And Kyle Smith. Hey, man. All right. Now, this is Chris's pick. Yep. Chris, why'd you pick this film? I picked it uh, in a hurry, actually. (laughs) (laughs) It was a panic Uh, pick? It was kind of a panic pick. Yeah, I was maybe not prepared for what I wanted my next one to be, but... This one didn't come up in my head, so I started just looking around online and kind of, you know, trying to find films that I had seen before, but I wanted to see again, that I told myself I would see again because I don't remember it that well. Mm -hmm. Um, And Easy Rider is one of those ones that when I first saw it, I was under the impression that I, you know, it was a really great film. And uh, so I wanted to revisit it and see if it still holds up. All right, so Kyle, you had seen it, right? Absolutely. All right, so Kyle's seen it before. Chris has seen it before because he said that. Uh, Mike, have you seen this before? I have not seen this film before. I've I've always wanted to see this film. I've always uh, given myself excuses not to see this film for whatever reason. You know, maybe Suicide Squad or something worse was on. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I'm glad that you Wait, picked so this. Wait, so you wanted to see it but avoided seeing it's, it? Like, Hold it's, on. it's like what I talked like when I talk about sometimes like there are films out there that you're like like oh I'll get to that because it's a classic and like eventually I'll get to it. You know. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know how long it took me to watch like you know Citizen Kane or something or right. like you know like you'll be like yeah of course I'm gonna watch that because I'm a film fan eventually I'll get to it but then you never really do yeah because you're trying to find like new underground shit instead of gotcha. the big thing that's like oh everybody knows that film yeah so I'm, I didn't I'm in the same exact boat as Mike 
Like this is one that I was like, I've always heard about. I love Dennis Hopper. So I was like, I always wanted to see it. And I was like, well, I'll get to it. Yeah. Cause it's always there. You know what I mean? It's not like the hard one to find. Yeah, you're never going to, yeah, you're never, yeah. you're going to find easy rider everywhere. Yeah. Exactly. Hmm. Like it's, you know, cause like, I don't, it's just one of those films that you always hear about. You never really hear anything directly about it. You just always hear and know of it. What do you hear about it? Or why do you? I, the whole reason I even saw the movie to begin with was because of the, the, was it Steppenwolf? Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Just because of the Steppenwolf song at the beginning has been like considered like the first or potentially the first uh, heavy metal song. And when I was getting really into music, you know, I always get anything I get into. If I get into music, get into film, I always look up the history of stuff, you know, to learn more about where everything comes from. And this movie always was brought up because of the song in the opening title credits. So that was like natural. I was like, well, now I need to see what this movie's all about, you know? I cannot t- tell you one distinctive thing that I've heard about it. I just, oh, there's always this of lore of it's of this great movie. Like, and I've just, like, you know what I mean? It's like, I don't think I've maybe met a person who's ever talked. I don't know if they've ever talked to me. It's just one of those things, like, you've always see it in, like, in the the top list of of something. According to my dad, this movie was huge as fuck when he was a kid, because he said, everywhere you went that got that poster with them on the bikes was everywhere. Like, all of your friends had that poster, you know, like, just, like, out and about, that poster would be, like, hung up as, like, decoration in places and shit. Like, this is a huge fucking film. Must have stood for something. I think so. Huh. Can't imagine what that would be. You know what? We'll talk about it when we come right back. Oh, we represent to them, man. As somebody who needs a haircut. Oh. What you represent to them is freedom. What the hell's wrong with freedom, man? That's what it's all about. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's what it's all about, all right. But talking about it and being it, that's two different things. I mean, it's real hard to be free when you are bought and sold in the marketplace. Of course, don't ever tell anybody that they're not free, because then they're going to get real busy killing and maiming to prove to you that they are. (laughs) Oh, yeah, they're going to talk to you and talk to you and talk to you about individual freedom. But they see a free individual, it's going to scare them. No, well, don't make them running scared. No. It makes them dangerous. All right, guys, we're back. We're talking about Easy Rider. It was Chris's pick. Um, I, I want to ask this question right off the bat. Is this a cult film? I don't know if... Is it just a popular film, or is it a cult film? I think oh, the, man. I think this... A generational film, maybe? Sorry. It might be a generational, but I kind of feel like this film is the very definition of a cult film because it hit an audience at a time and had such a massive cultural impact on that audience. Yeah, that but by it, definition, should be a cult film. Or a pop pop culture? I would say I wouldn't say that's a cult I film. I just wish there was a podcast called Generational Film and Review. <laughs> <laughs> There'd only be like seven films. But... <laughs> Anyway, uh, yeah, I mean, I think, uh, what was the question? Is it a cult (laughs) film? Is it a cult film? I mean, yeah, but no, what were you saying? It was a pop culture film? Yeah, is it a pop, like, that's what he, I I kind of took from his his explanation of it. God, I feel like it it is a cult film now, but maybe it wasn't when it came out. Yeah. Yeah, because I feel like it's such a product of its time that the people that still love it to this day like have to belong to a cult like it has to be a cult thing yeah cuz I, I i i'll be honest like i did not connect with this film like one iota 
Well, so. you weren't born yet. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. But and I don't. Th- th- but I, I. But I want. I want. I want to preface. I don't think that you need to necessarily grow up in the '60s to no. enjoy this film. But go on. Sorry. <laughs> no. What I was saying though is it definitely speaks to the that what it was like the, the like the the hippies were like at the end of their run basically. Okay. And it, like America was somewhat changing. You know, yeah, I, I, I see where Cody's coming from. I mean, to, to kind of go off what you're saying, Mike, it's it's you don't have to be from that that time to enjoy the film, but the message that the film has speaks to that generation specifically. Yeah, because they lived through that. I didn't. I can't speak for that shit. Yeah, so it's it's hard. It, it's hard to fully understand and know what they're saying with the various scenes and the various things that they're presented to you. I mean, you can get the, you can get the broad concept of what it is, but in terms of like the emotional impact of what those scenes meant to an entire generation of people, like we, we just can't have that. We just have, do we have no frame of reference for that? But the question is, is it a cult film? Like, like when you think of a cult film, you think of almost like a, I mean, I don't know how, I guess it's all over the board. It could be a mass following. It could be a small following. Um, this one, I think, was massively popular and became like a pop culture thing. Like, what? Who was saying about the posters? Like, there's posters everywhere for this. Like, Kyle, the marketing was like mass marketing. You I don't know think I mean? it was mass marketing. I think it was just people bought it. Was that what like it was? They, yeah, that's what he said. He said, "My dad would have only been like seven when this movie came out, so it's not like he went into the theater and saw it, but." Everybody that he grew up with all had these posters years after the movie came out. You know, it just had that kind of impact, right? Right. It, you know, in my I I would question whether or not this film is like carried on through generations as like this awesome film. I mean, I know we you know us '90s kids like we kind of grew up and knew about this film, but do kids today know about Easy Rider growing up, or is it just a is there like a cutoff for that sort of thing? I don't know because I feel like if they're into film, though, you're gonna hear about this movie. Yeah, and yeah. Like, like because it's like it's like in everything. It's like the hundred top hundred list of every fucking thing, and then it's in the like cat. I don't have my computer open because my fucking computer's dying, but it's like in the Academy of Film Archive bullshit yeah. seven hundred. Yeah. You know, like yeah. it's it's like a a a, yeah. a a piece of it's now a piece of American film history. Plus, uh-huh. the, plus, this is also this movie is also like like this is the, this is the the, the quintessential low budget film that like fucking blew up. Yeah, that's what I'm wondering. Like, too, is this um, is, is it the greatest trick? What or the first the first trick of its time in filming? Well, where where Peter Fonda and, and Dennis Hopper are like, you know what I want to do? What's that? I want to ride our our bikes from <laughs> from 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 fucking uh, L.A. to New Orleans. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, but I don't want to pay for it, <laughs> and I want people to film me. Yeah, I want people to film me doing it because I'm gonna wear this sick ass outfit. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. I, I I don't know, man. Because that's what I, this movie is, man. It's I, I feel like I feel like this move. This movie. The only, the only reason this movie. Uh, came to be was Jack Nicholson wrote a script that starred Peter Fonda and Dennis Hopper, if I'm not mistaken, and it was kind like of the exact same concept. But that movie, the 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 budget was cut. They never went as far as they wanted to go with it. And I think Peter Fonda and Dennis Hopper were like, we could fucking do this better ourselves. 
kind of thing. And and the reason why Jack Nicholson's in it is because they became such good friends after it was done. I think Peter Fonda was even quoted saying like, you know, telling Nicholson like like or look, dude, your script was fucking solid. The movie just came together poorly. So like this movie was kind of bred out of that, out of like a, a desire to accomplish a artistic goal that maybe didn't happen prior. So like Peter Fonda just like stole a script and was like, yo, we'll put, we'll no, put they, you in the film. Still, they, they basically, they, they came up with their own story that, that they knew spoke to maybe a better or spoke to a broader audience perhaps. Mm-hmm. And maybe, maybe it was just, they, since they had more creative control, because Peter Fonda is the producer of it, uh, Dennis Hopper is the director, so they had a complete creative control over it. So I think that's kind of why this film came to be. I mean, that's just my assumption, but I, you got to assume if they did a movie that did poorly with the same basic concept and did it again, that exploded. Obviously, they but, were trying to tell the story they wanted to tell in the, to, in the get-go, but they weren't able to do it. But Peter Fonda wrote it. Yeah. Well, so did... Uh, so did uh, it was Dennis Hopper and um, Dennis Hopper, Pierre Fonda, and another guy, yeah. but not Jack Nicholson. No, no. You'd think you would get like a story by or some shit. You know, what I, mean? <laughs> I don't know. It's not a story. I, well, that's just... the thing. I've never seen that film, so uh, there's no. We can't. We can't assume that it's a direct. You, th- you, think, you think it was something like like Jack? I mean, it's a great story, but it's never going to work with with sailors in a submarine. He's like, what are you talking about, man? <laughs> sailors in a submarine, freedom. Like, he's like, no, that doesn't really work. <laughs> you can't discover America in a submarine, Jack. <laughs> but let me let me take a stab at it. I think I could figure this out. <laughs> All right. Uh, so there's not a lot of characters in this film, and I'll tell you my my favorite one right off the bat because I feel like he, in my opinion, was the only person with uh, uh, a a big enough character for me to enjoy, and that was Jack Nicholson. Uh, as George Harris, right? Harrison, H- Harris, Hanson, Hanson, Hanson. Yeah, yes, fantastic, dude. I didn't even like. I didn't recognize him at first until he smiled, and then I was like, "Oh, there he is!" Really? Huh? <laughs> yeah. Like I just I, he what? He was up for best supporting actor. I for this film. I, I wouldn't so. be surprised. He was definitely what I feel is the. Uh, he was. I don't know how to describe it. I guess I would call it like the hub. Of like the entire like plot of the film, or at least what the theme of the film film was, right? Like he brought it all together. Yeah, like he was, he was the guy that's like you're kind of like, oh man, I'm I'm watching these two guys. They're going through the desert. They're riding and they're encountering different people. But like, what does this all mean? And then all of a sudden, there's this monologue that he comes up with about how you know, hey man, like freedom is like you know, people say they want it, but they don't really want it because when they see two people that have it, like. Yeah, they it become scares it scares them, and and they're gonna fight off. They're gonna fight against that, and yeah. you know, I feel like that. That's like the center right there. It's like the climax of it this is. whole thing is he, right when he says that. He and he really does represent. I, I, if you're if you're if you're looking at counterculture versus quote unquote the man and all the people in the middle, he is all the people in the middle. He yeah. can, he can easily see the different viewpoints and how they interact with each other in this world. And and I think he's I, th- I think the reason why you, you gravitate towards towards him so much, I mean, yes, he's a f- solid actor and his character is very likable, but he really does like bring the whole like Mike was saying, he brings the whole thing together and, and really packages it in a way where the every man who hasn't taken a hard stance on either side can really understand and appreciate. Well I definitely think he's also the most relatable because and then this might be the whole counterculture thing too is because he's almost the most normal out so of the people yeah that's what we just said yeah I, the, well, <laughs> i'm just i'm just well, no but, they, sure but they, they, they really give him some range because 
he starts off as the drunk and then he's the lawyer and then he's like the wild you yeah. know, kid that goes like riding with these dudes and then he, yeah. his character kind of morphs in a short amount of time. Um, to which, like a puddle of blood, apparently. Yeah. Because he gets fucking beat he, the shit he, out. He lives yeah, a, fucking a quick, fast, hard life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he burned brightly. Yeah. Yeah, I liked it too. And it, it's really exciting too because I, I was reading up after I watched this, I was like reading up on, on, on his career and stuff. And like this really was his movie. This was the movie that made him. A fucking superstar. Star. Yeah. Well, yeah. He steals. The, he steals the he show. Was in, he's on he was screen. in a bunch of films before this, um, and you know, I think they were well done films as a leading man. But this was really the film that like blew him the fuck up. He he stole he stole the screen when he was on it. He stole it. Like absolutely, he did. He like which is you know that's hard to do when you're going up against honestly Peter Peter Fonda and 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 Dennis Hopper. Like mm-hmm. Dennis Hopper is is a force in himself even at this time. Those yeah. two were very downplayed in this film, though. I feel like yeah, the, the world Fall. around them. A lot of the other characters were kind of eccentric almost more than than they were they were very yeah well i don't know like dennis hopper's character was a little bit more out there but peter fonda's character was pretty damn boring yeah i was trying to think i was trying to figure out exactly who these characters were in their world and and who they were in the world around them the the dying counterculture like who they actually represented you know like because throughout the film they they really do approach and come in contact with people who I feel like more strongly represent that 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 kind of those different kind of ideas and stuff and they were they were almost like to to me like I I associated that these two characters are like people who were um they were down with the whole counterculture thing but they knew when a ship was sinking and they knew like when to like move on and kind of do their own thing like they stayed as they they were close enough to it, but far enough away that they could just not be so entangled with it. So it was it was really interesting to watch them in this film because they're I don't feel like they directly have these like diehard roots of like you know we're gonna go live in a commune kind of thing or you know it's all free love and everything. It's it's you know let's just let's just find our fucking like success and happiness and just let the rest of the world do its thing. I right? thought that whole scene was like really ironic a little bit too because going back to what you're saying right now, they they go into this commune and these guys are supposed to be the hippies, right? And like the whole idea of free love and this and this and that, but there were rules. Mm-hmm. And I felt like that was what they were trying to pull away from that was that here's two guys that live on the open road, like their own rules, like they're free, they're free. Mm-hmm. They meet up with these 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 super hippies, let's call them, that live in a in a commune. But immediately w- upon getting there, um, they're not allowed to fuck certain women. They're not allowed to, you know, yeah. like things are blocked off. Like there's literally that scene where Dennis Hopper tries to walk into the thing, and this guy just pulls, into the circle. Yeah. yeah, and he's like, you can't, you can't show up. And mm-hmm. he's, what do you mean I can't fucking show up? Yeah, like freedom means I can go wherever the fuck I want. Right. Yeah. But not in this commune, which is ironic. And I feel like that was what they were trying to get I at. Agree was with that you. I, I totally agree with you. I think I think the thing that the thing that you're trying you're supposed to take away from most of this film is like some of those concepts from the counterculture, as much as they wanted to be anti establishment, they still brought in the establishment kind of rules. Yeah. Hypocr- <laughs> it was yeah, the hypocrisy of it all. Absolutely. That's a great point. Good job. And I agree with that point as well. Awesome. I did not pick that up when watching it, but now that you're explaining it to me, it does make sense. Hey, like, I didn't either until Kyle mentioned it. And now just I just put it together. Right now. Like, no, seriously, I didn't I didn't pick up on that at all. Like, um, 
uh, yeah, with Peter Fonda's character, man, I don't know exactly what he's supposed to represent or who he's supposed to represent. Well, e- either or their their characters, as far as like, I think this is kind of a western based film. Like, like it's kind of written to be like a western, and but they also wanted to incorporate kind of like a superhero esque kind of vibe to it, yeah. which is why they keep calling him Captain America. And then, and then I feel like Dennis Hopper's character represents like an old cowboy, you know. But you know, they're obviously bikers. Yeah, no, I, I can totally see that. And, and even like to to, you can you can use that concept of it being kind of a western to explain Cody's point, which you made earlier, which is like these two characters are kind of dry and they're 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 quiet and they don't have a whole lot of lines to them. And that that definitely kind of pulls from kind of a western theme where you're. Your hero, your anti-hero, he doesn't need to say anything. He just needs to experience the world around him, and but you, as the audience, is the one who's supposed anyone, to make the decisions. Is anyone really like a hero or anti-hero in this? Like, I mean, I guess there's I, anti-heroes. I think the two but characters are are anti-heroes for sure because they definitely they you can't I, argue that they I do represent like, freedom. But are, but are they heroes? Or are they like um, I don't know? Like, I guess they're they experiencing really, stuff, but it's almost like they're also watching. Does that but, make sense? Yeah, they're they're definitely like, they definitely feel like observers. Yes. Like free, I mean, they're they're supposed to represent the freedom of everything, but they are observers. It's different than Vanishing Point, where the character in that is supposed to represent freedom too. But he has a he has a general goal. Like, I mean, they these two guys they do, do, too. They do too. They got to get the drugs to wherever they're trying yeah. to go. Well, they got but, the drugs. They dropped off the drugs already. They're just trying to go to Mardi Gras. Like they right. give like, Mar- Mardi Gras is like into, a throwaway to me. Like, yeah, it, it turns into them just kind of experiencing America, as where Vanishing Point is just like. I got to get to this point point A to point B and I got to avoid the cops. It's more of like an action film. This is more of like a laid back kind of like yeah, road trip. Yeah. <laughs> it's, kind it's of. definitely a road film for sure, but I mean going back to what you were saying Cody, I mean it, it really depends on what your what your viewpoint and your opinion on what a quote unquote hero is. I mean these guys, I think they are some some form of a maybe not maybe not a direct anti-hero, but maybe not a hero either. Something right in the middle, and they are certainly observers. But what they represent is heroic to the people around them or people who are upset with the life that they're in. And it's like, look at these two guys; they're just doing whatever they want to do. Like that, their their actions can be taken as kind of a heroic also, thing. These two yeah. guys just sleeping in the dirt. I also think that they hey man, they, don't they care. do small things along the way that sort of represent that heroic heroicness, like yeah. like picking up a hitchhiker and letting them ride on the back of their motorcycle. Hey, you want to go with us to you know Mardi Gras? Yeah, come along. Like that's kind of like that was just a thing before Texas Chainsaw Massacre came out. <laughs> <laughs> that taught everybody not to pick up hitchhikers. Yeah, that yep. was just a thing that people did, Chris. I mean, I don't true. know, was it? Yes. I feel on like a it, motorcycle. I think hitchhiking yeah. was a, a was, was, was a, a, a that was a normal way of life. Yep. Yeah, I mean, and you then picked and then, up a stranger, and then and murders happened. Yeah, and then Chainsaw Mass killers were born. Out. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> ruined it all. But no, it's just uh, yeah. I, I, I don't know. There are things that I that do bug me about this film too, and I don't know if you guys you guys have any of it. It's um, man, there is for me. It's there's a lot of montages of riding motorcycles. Yeah, I mean, but there, there's also probably I would say the equal an equal amount in Vanishing Point. Did that bother you then, or is it just because the music selection was? Different? Yeah, I think it did bother me then, if I remember correctly. I, I, I will, okay, so I'll say I I feel, I feel like this is a convention of its time. Um, this was this was you know the music was just as much a part. Yeah. I mean, yeah. if you think this film 
is is bad with the montages and and all the music and stuff, try watching like Steven Spielberg's short, first short film Amblin. Okay. Like that film like puts this film to shame in terms of that, but I did feel it like, it was something that reminded me of that short film because it it is something that I feel like you couldn't get away with nowadays. No. There's well, no way you're going to do like, "Hey, let's just play the whole song." <laughs> to a year? montage of people on the road hanging out, like you what know, was the what was the year Play Misty for me was made? Seventy five. Yeah, that was seventy five. No, I think it was seventy three. I don't. I want to say oh. seventy three. Either way, that also had long montages, specifically in their for music yeah. purposes. We, I like, complained. Yeah. <laughs> so that's just something <laughs> Cody. Just that's just something times. Cody doesn't 71, like. <laughs> 71. 71. So Play Misty thing. Very close. So I, like I said, I, th- I, think I really do. Seventy one. So. I think it's a convention of its time. It was something that that films were doing at this time, and eventually people got out of it. But you got to understand that, like, this is like also a time where like music is like a yeah, big, you, you, big, big part thing. of people's lives. Yeah. It's less. I mean, I wouldn't say it's less so now. It's just. We consume music in a very different way. We consume it on Spotify. I would, we consume. I it would on... say though, like my my personal opinion, the difference between this or Vanishing Point, and let's say Chris brought up one example is Play Misty for me. I'm sure there's a million others out there. The difference is like the montages are part of the story because in Vanishing Point, he's driving across the country, so it stands to reason he's going to be driving in his car a lot. So yeah, here's a chance to throw in some like some kick-ass music. Same with this movie. It's kind of, uh, it, any kind of road movie is going to have montages of them actually right, right. doing but their with, thing. With my thing too, is it's just at some point they all look the same. Like, yeah, I, I don't, I don't disagree with that. I think it, it can, it, it can run itself into the ground a little bit, but like if we're talking about things that we didn't like about the film, I want to switch gears, and and I'll say there's something I didn't like, which was uh, part of the editing process. The transitions, the transitions where they did the flicker back and uh-huh. forth thing. I thought it was really, I thought it was really uh, artistic and creative the first time it happened, but it just kept happening throughout the film. And like I was telling these guys when we were outside, when I was we were outside a minute ago, like I feel like this was something that accidentally came together in the editing room. They're like, oh, let's try this. And they're like, oh, that was cool. And then anytime they're stuck, they're like, oh, let's do that flickery thing again. I almost feel that way, too. I it, it, It's because it, it happens. The first time it happens, it's so damn jarring. It is. It completely wakes you up if you're not paying attention. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, you are. You're like, what happened? Did, it, did I blink? <laughs> did I blink rapidly? Did I have rapid eye movement? I don't know. <laughs> Did I have REM? Did I just go into I REM? Think, uh, <laughs> I think be- I think drugs had a big influence on this film. And- no shit. Wait, where? <laughs> and, uh, Hold on tell- a second. Tell me where you saw drug use well, once in this movie. Well, they were actually using drugs every time in this movie. Yeah. So for were. real? Yes. No, like, yeah. was that every that- single time any drugs were consumed, it was real drugs being. That explains why, like, why there was. Oh, God, who was it? Was it Peter Fonda when they're doing the? the it's hit. No, the three of them in um. Well, when Nicholson does the pot for the first no, time. No, 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 no. Uh, Coke. No, wh- who's the who's the who's the hitchhiker they what pick do you want, up? Flip, oh. flip news. Oh yeah, flip the hitchhiker. He's just like the traveler. When they're talking something. about like the, the everything, the people on this land's buried beneath you type of thing. That scene when they're right. by the fire. Yeah, there was. I think it was Peter Fonda. I, I remember watching him being like. He's playing high really well. Like, <laughs> and now, now I'm like thinking about it. Like, okay, yeah, he was just hey, high. He ain't playing shit. That's yeah. take three. So I want to make a movie. Well, we need a like, lot of drugs. That's a lot of it too. That's a lot of the movie too. That again, like, there's this, there's this. For me, there's this periods of in between this these scenes of actual things that mean something is like 
a bunch of scenes that are just like, hey, you know what we should do? What? Light a fire. Let's just smoke some weed. <laughs> Film it. Got it. Like, well, most of this movie was ad-libbed. It was, there was you, not yeah, a no, solid you can tell. script for this film. You can yeah. tell. But, I mean, do you honestly think these scenes where they were getting high and shit, like, didn't mean something at all? I, well, I don't... I no, like I the think, conversations no, were I valid. Think they, I think they were, like, like, especially when Jack Nicholson was on there, like, there was, there was definite, you know, meaning for them. But it's again, it's that th- same. It's a repetitive thing of the same thing over and over again. Where it's like, okay, well, each one, each time you do it, each one means less. Well, I don't know. Like, I feel like I feel like they each had their moments of like important lines to say in the yeah. film. But then they were just like fill in the blanks. Like, I, with I the- actually, I I want to say the opposite of you, Cody. I think each one made, meant meant more because. Quite honestly, the last time you have a high conversation is Jack Nicholson basically yeah. dropping that fucking knowledge about, bomb about what freedom really is. So I actually think it worked in opposite. But by the time you got to that point, you're kind of fatigued by the whole idea. That's what I'm of saying. It. But it was still, I still think Jack Nicholson's performance and what he had to say was enough to really bring that scene in. No, I agree. But then, like, it's it, then you also heard it by giving it that setting because it's like, oh, hey, here's just another. Here's just another sitting around the fire scene. Can I say I absolutely you, loved I absolutely loved Nicholson's reaction though to the to the it's a joint man. Oh, is yeah. that what daddy is? I know it's is fantastic. that what daddy is, huh? How does that it's work fantastic. now? I fucking loved it. Had me dying. What about his little tick that he had every time he would nick, do nick, nick, every time he would take a swig? Yeah. I don't know. That was that must have just been like a creative choice. Oh yeah, he, he probably just threw that out there. I imagine that's that probably was Hopper's idea. It was probably Hopper's idea. S- speaking of Hopper. What was his creative, like, what was his character choice? To be an asshole all the time? Yeah, dude, I was, um, thank you for saying it, because I'm right there with you on that. Like, I was like, like I wouldn't hang out with this dude. Yeah, he seemed like he was always constantly standoffish. This is kind of the thing, though. This is what we're going going back to, what we were talking about, of who these characters are in this world. Yeah, but in this why is he world, so defensive Pe- about everything? I don't know. I doesn't almost, trust I, anybody. Yeah, I almost feel like Peter Fonda's character is like laid back, it, totally trustworthy. Like, like yeah. if we want to, if we, we want to frame these characters in like a political sense, okay. Peter Fonda is middle left, and Dennis Hopper's middle right. You know what I mean? He's more, he's a little more conservative and shit like that. Where Fonda's but, a little more liberal and kind I mean, of understanding. I guess so. I guess so. It just seemed like every single time somebody made a comment, and even the the way other characters reacted to him was in a way of like, yeah, he's definitely more aggressive of the two. Like, for sure. like it was always like a, a combat. You know, like uh, the scene where they're at the bonfire. The same scene that I was talking about with Peter Fonda. Like um, that hippie is like kind of like I'm from you know. You know, someplace city with a long name or something like that. Yeah, he's being very standoffish, and he's being very standoffish. Like, oh, really? Oh, really? Is that where you're from? Like everything kind of comes off as oh, like this though. weird passive aggressive. Can I be honest with you though? I, I got a side with Hopper on in that scene because the hippie was kind of being a dick. He was no, he being was, a dick. but was he feeding off the energy that like Dennis yes, Hopper was, was starting yeah, at was. the at the gas station when he was like, "Don't fucking, we can't." Pick I kind this of, guy I up. kind what, of think what? it comes out. I kind of think think it, it more or less kind of comes down to the simple fact that. Dennis Hopper and Peter Fonda's character made a hell of a cocaine deal and a huge fucking score. Right. And, like, he's just being incredibly protective of their nest egg. But and he's not trusting of anybody else that comes around because he's probably always thinking, they're gonna, how are they going to take on. my shit, though? No, because that almost doesn't even come up again. Like, because you think it would come up again when they get arrested for uh, illegal parading. Uh, or whatever it is, <laughs> like you think that would come up again because you'd be like, "Oh fuck, the cops have our bike now." Hopefully, they don't find the stash of cash. 
in there. And there's other scenes too, where it's like, hopefully, you know, oh, we're going to take these girls from the commune ac- across the, the canyon. Hopefully they don't find this. Like, that's what I kept on thinking. Like, when's the cash going to get stolen? I literally kept on thinking, seeing this movie, yeah. when is the cash going to get stolen? So this movie finally goes somewhere. Well, the beauty, the beauty part it is never it doesn't get stolen. It gets blown up and burned. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It never gets to be enjoyed. But I almost wonder if that was done on purpose. Like I it think was, it was. It was done on purpose to make you think, like, what is going to happen with this cash, and then they just blow it up in the end. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think oh, really? So. There's, I think there's a statement to be said there for sure. Well, you think the cash was something? Yeah, well, th- because I thought... I was thinking about the cash the whole time. The whole time the movie was going on, I was like, well, when's this cash going to come into play? When's someone going to take this? Yeah. Or when's something going to happen to it to make these characters react and have to go do something? Because I'm like, this movie's got to go somewhere, right? Like that's what I'm thinking. Story wise, I'm like it's got to go somewhere because otherwise, from that, it's just it's a societal societal. I don't know if that's a word. Yes, uh, a word. Uh, uh, commentary. Honestly, like I mean, watching and, and, it. Yeah, that's all, that's all. I, that, see, that's what I only gathered from this film was that it was. I mean, are we talking about the ending now? Are we get into we that right now. Talk we're just about, talking yeah. about. Well, we were just talking about the Dennis Hobbs character and his his aggression towards protecting the cash and that led into that. But yeah, if you want to go, we can go, we can easily yeah. go into the end of it right now. Uh, like for the, like the ending for me. Okay. So uh, a, a film that I had saw before this was uh electric light and blue, mm-hmm. which is like 1972 or three. Um, and it's about a motorcycle cop that, you know, he, he kind of like, uh, in, in, in his pursuit to become a detective, um, he learns about the oppression of 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 police, and he kind of starts siding with hippies more, right? And in the end of it, he he dies in a very similar fashion. He, uh, well, not in a similar fashion. He takes he he trusts uh, some people that he pulls over, and they end up just shooting him dead on the highway. Mm-hmm. And that's the end of the fucking film. Yeah. And this film reminded me of that, despite the fact that this film came first. So it led me to believe that maybe that director just kind of tried to rob this sure this ending and try to use it in a different way. Mm-hmm. But um, there the way this film ends to to do it so suddenly, like you're leading up to what you think might be like another good twenty minutes of this film because you know they gotta. You know they got to take the cash and they got to like what what's, what like where is this all leading yeah. to is what you're kind of thinking like yep. what is it going and then you know when you see that the the same fucking uh, shit bags from the, the diner have followed them and this guy's pointing a rifle he shoots Dennis Hopper and then he just kills fucking Peter Fonda yeah blows him to fucking Pete it's what I think is learning from it's 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 what a tragedy I guess is what I would call it. It's like a modern day like concept of a tragedy, right? Like, what is a tragedy meant meant for you to do? You appeal to a certain character, and then when the man finally wins, you say you, you it makes you introspectively look back on your own life and say, "Fuck, I don't want that to happen to me." You okay. know, like what the fuck? Yeah. Like, yeah, so I better fall. Am in I line. against? Am I against like uh, like an unstoppable force? And should I fight against this force? I think that's what resonated a lot. With this film, because it ends in such a in, in such a tragic way, which would elicit a more emotional response than that. Hey, at the end, man, they make they it to Florida. Li- yeah, they make it to Florida. They live their happy lives and say Watsonejo and fucking like whatever. <laughs> you know, like I don't. You know, the way this film ends, it it, it says that, and, and like Electric Light and Blue does tries to do the same thing. Sure, it shows that like you know you can only go so far 
trying to be trustworthy and and, and hippie like or, or whatever. Trying to be your own thing and be independent. Right, right, right. Or live your own life of the machine before or the machine kind of like kind of collapses on you and you have to pay the price. That ending always that shocked me. I completely forgot that that was one thing I did appreciate the second viewing is I completely forgot that's how it ended. You know, yeah, yeah. and it it just it hits you so quickly and so suddenly. I think it resonates because it's just for such a fucking stupid reason. Yeah. It's for no reason at all. It's like, hey, let's fuck with this guy. And they start calling him a bunch of fucking shitty ass names and, and, and whatnot. And Dennis Howard flips the fucking dude off and he just fucking shoots him. And they're acting like, what happened? What happened back there, you know? And then they decide to flip around and kill the other guy. It's just so sudden and so unexpected and so unnecessary. It's an unnecessary death. Am I the only one this time around to say that I saw that coming? What? Like, at, yeah, no, I did. I was like, "There's, dude." At some point, you realize this film is going nowhere, and it just has to end. And the only way it can end is by t- killing those two characters, because you can't show anything past what they've already done. Otherwise, the movie means shit. I mean, I can, I, I can see where you're coming from. That you, you would, you would. I, d- you I would didn't think know that... how they were gonna die. I just right. knew they were gonna die. That's what I mean. I, yeah, yeah. I, I agree with you. I, I, I did. I think see... the suddenness. I let, let me. I, I'll say. I think the suddenness comes from the fact that it happens in what you think is going to be yet again another writing montage, and it abruptly fucking ends. It's, it's, it's what I. Man, how do I put this? I, I know where you're going with this, Cody, because it is true. It, it's horror movies do this sometimes, where like there's a scene of intense fucking like horror, and then all of a sudden there's this moment of just like everybody's cool and like there's no danger yeah. in sight, and that's that's always the moment that if you're in a theater, you're like grabbing on your girlfriend or whatever because you know like shit can't get this calm. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like something's gotta happen. Yeah. So I, I felt I do I did feel that. Cody, that, that I'm like, how how long am I in this film? Like I'm in, like you know an hour and whatever. Like this thing has to wrap up. Yep. And since it's it's it it's them cruising down the road, something big is gonna happen right I, now. Yeah, I think this, it was. We the can't most... do another montage at, at like the last ten minutes of the film. <laughs> I did not feel that way the first time I saw this movie. I I, I mean, granted, I was n- maybe not as an ex- experienced of a movie watcher at the time, but like. I I just for me it was like it left me with a moment of like that's the fucking end of this movie like like it just that that quickly you know for a young like I think I don't know I was probably like 13 or something when I saw it I was like what the fuck I'd never seen anything like that before like a movie just end so abruptly like so I think the way they did that was actually very like it was clever you know it was it, it was clever I don't see it as a cop out or anything like we just didn't know what to do it can't quite, go anywhere like, quite honestly I, I, I was of the mindset because again I forgot that they actually died at the end I actually thought the credits were just going to start rolling as they were cruising down the highway mm-hmm. yeah exactly I just knew there was no way that they were going to win like I just you can tell from the overtone of the film and I, I did not get that. I I could tell I, from the I overtone think, of the film. Again, like, there's I, no I way also think it's, it's a convention that, that that people don't do anymore. Like, I mean, this is the same way. Like Travis Bickle dies the same way. Taxi Driver. Like, I mean, it's the same way. Fucking so we're going back to the same way. Vanishing Point ends. You right. Could just it's just dead. boom. Like sudden death, and then that's the ending. The ending is the death. You know. Yeah. I feel like nowadays. You know, they they got to wrap everything up with a bow. No, no, and no, yeah, no yeah, exactly. Not, not only the fact that we live in the superhero age, if, if fucking Captain America happens to die in the next, like, Infinity War film or whatever is going to happen, like, trust me, there's going to be a long, 
funeral and 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 Iron Man's gonna go up there and he's gonna say a bunch of words yeah. and it's gonna be it's gonna a be slow touching. death. It's yeah. not gonna be like suddenly Captain America's just like here I am guys and gets shot in the head and dies. Yeah, like it's right. gonna be a slow like dramatic death where everything gets like over over exaggerated. Mm-hmm. This and and it's not gonna end with the film. This like this this is a thing that I feel like happened kind of in this era. They would just end a fucking film with yeah. a death. With no mo- with no monologue at the yeah. end. Yeah, but know? also you got to look at it this way too, though. Like Chris was trying to say, it's not a cop out ending. I'm not saying it's a cop out ending either. Don't get me wrong in that. But there was literally nowhere else for those characters to go. Like them retiring in Florida would be unrealistic to what their characters are actually trying to say. But so there's really nowhere for them to go. They have to kill these guys. But what like, I what I do like is that it does it says something towards the end of the film. Um that other films may not have done. Like, we can go back to the bad seed. She gets hit with a fucking lightning bolt. Mm. But, like, what, what what is that saying at the end of the film? That, like, nature will finally kill off evil people? Yeah. <laughs> that <It's> God like... <laughs> himself will reach down and fire a lightning bolt at evil? <laughs> like, it's not really a thing that, that really says something about, no. like, the overwhelming, uh, mm-hmm. like, theme of the film. This does. Yeah, like, these fucking hillbillies it. come back and they go to, and they do exactly what Jack Nichols has said they were going to do, yeah. which is they're going to fucking, we're going to track these guys down because we don't like their lifestyle. Yes. That offends me, despite the fact that we propose to be yes. uh, uh, people that believe in this sort of thing. Yes. No, I, I agree. I totally, totally, it, totally agree. The death totally serves a purpose. So it, it's not. It's yeah, definitely it's not a not. throwaway death. It, yeah. it serves to kind of propel the story even more at the very end of it. But I, I, I kind of, I, the film. I kind of think that like the reason you don't see it nowadays is I'm sure after X amount of years of audiences getting these hard fucking stops in yeah. films, they probably started getting really pissed off. Be like, well, that's not why did the good guys well, die? I want a yeah. better explanation. Sa- type sad of endings. Thing. The last time I saw a sad ending, because I'll just say sad endings. What about abrupt ending? Abrupt endings, no, because sad because the the is is uh, the mist. That's the last one that I can think of. Well, that, that was like, <laughs> totally yeah. That, that has like a sad <laughs> ending. It doesn't end abruptly, but it doesn't end abruptly. But it's one of those like holy f- like you didn't you don't see that yeah, you don't you, you don't do see, it see it coming. I mean, and that was like another thing like Frank Darabont like wrote that shit in and like yeah yeah like I mean. <laughs> So it's just, you know, it's one of those things. But, hey, let's take a break. When we come back, let's rate this Mamer Jammer, shall we? We're rich, Wyatt. (laughs) Yeah, man. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, we did it, man. We did it. We did it. (laughs) We're rich, man. We're retired in Florida now, mister. (sighs) You know, Billy, we blew it. What? <laughs> what, what, what? That's what it's all about, man. I mean, like, you know. I mean, you go for the big money, man, and then you're free. You dig? <laughs> we blew it. We're back, and we're ready to rate this mammer jammer. Chris, what are we rating it? We're going to rate it tabs of LSD. Tabs of LSD, your favorite brand, whatever kind you like. Tab? Tab soda? It's, you know. <laughs> ta- is that what it's Can made we of? rate it tab soda? I know it has nothing to do with the film. Nope. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, there uh, there goes our first sponsor, Tab Soda. <laughs> oh, I tried oh. Tab as a kid and was sad, sad, <laughs> yeah. sad kid. Tab me- equals sad. Didn't I was meet like, your lofty expectation. No, it was like my friend had it, and I was like, cool, you guys got soda? Yeah, pop it open, one swig, and I'm like, Pleh! That's how it was with Diet Right. I went to a friend's right? house that had oh, Diet man. Right. Ew, same Who would get a Diet Right? Diet Right. I was like, oh, soda. Take a sip. Like, that tastes like so- salt. How many of these uh, sodas still exist? Does uh, RC Cola still exist? Yeah, yeah oh, fuck does. yeah, dude. RC's well, the, the best. Oh, I'm sorry. The Royal Crown? The it's, Royal Crown? It's the Royal Crown of Colas, Mike. It's Is that the what RC best. stood for? It's that's for Royal Crown. Yeah, the Royal Crown of Colas. Did not know that. Yeah, Did on, not know that. that. I love RC, dude. RC still, I buy RC still I would have. I would have drank RC Cola in my BK nights. You know what? You know what? It's 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 just Pepsi, but that's fine. Didn't know that either. Well, that's just now you're crushing dreams. <laughs> so I will go first. I will say this is not my type of movie. Um, I can see how people would really enjoy this film. Not for me. Um, I need something like I just need more happening on screen than this riding motorcycles and sitting around fires for me. The stuff that did happen, it was you know it was what it was for its time. I doesn't doesn't really speak to me for it um i i think i understand why this is a classic film though and i I get why people do do gravitate towards it um beautifully shot um the scenery is 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 great uh the chemistry between the actors is actually really well too like between all of them um even like the ensemble people behind them who are just like crazy characters or fucking real who knows um so with that being said i don't know for me i just i'd probably give it a two like that's just me personally. I don't think everybody is gonna feel that way about this film, but this is not something I would be like. You know what I want to watch? Easy Rider. Just fucking throw it on. Let's take a journey, man. Like I just, I, mm, it's not a journey I want to go on. It's kind of bored. So two. Let's start with. Start with. Oh, let's <laughs> go. It's better every time. Yeah. Let's go next to shut up. Let's go next to shut up. Kyle, since you want to talk so much, why don't you go next? <laughs> All right. Okay. Yeah, you know, um, I go back and forth on what I want to rate this film. Um, I'm probably going to come in at like a 3.5 um, tabs of LSD. I, I enjoy this film. I, I, I like the visuals of it. I like the story. I like what is um, being told. If, if, only, if only for like a few scenes... There's like a few scenes in this movie that really sum up the film. You know, it's Jack Nicholson's monologue right before he gets killed. The closing scene when they get when when the characters get shot and killed. Maybe maybe that's not enough to support a whole film for some people, but for me, I think it's I think it's just one of those movies where you watch it, but it's so those few scenes are so impactful they stick with you for a long time. Um, I like the music. I mean, we didn't even talk about the soundtrack during our review, but the soundtrack is solid as fuck. Um, it's fantastic. Yep. Um, and I'm a big fan of just kind of road movies and car movies and stuff like that. So, I mean, this is up my alley for sure. So, yeah, three and a half from me. Um, I'll check it out again, and I definitely suggest uh, anybody check it out. You know, it's it it's with it, man. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> there you go. It's with it, man. <laughs> Next up is Mike. Yeah, I'm going to give this a three and a half, too. Um, look, yeah, it's a product of its time. They don't make films like this anymore, and probably they shouldn't, you know? And I don't mean that in a bad way. I I, I feel like there was a time, like, trippy cuts and stuff like that. Like, that was a time that, like, that was a cool thing to do. Nowadays, I think it would get 
it would be cliche if anything like like archaic in some in some way we still do it to some extent but in, in very different ways um not in the way that they did in this film um the 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 meaning of this film i feel would get lost on a modern society i you know like what People don't want to be free, I don't think, for the most part. <laughs> I have two Alexas in my home. Yeah, they're listening to me. Great. <laughs> like, I can, buy sh- I, I can buy shit immediately. Like, it's great. Listen to my whole life. I don't care. Like, we've given that up. So I feel like there's, there, there's a loss in that. Um, that being said, like, you know, it's, it's well shot. Again, soundtrack's fantastic. Mm. Um, characters are relatively real, too. I didn't get a, fe- a feeling of like that anybody was too, not like an unrealistic portrayal of America, and you know it really is that that it's one of those few films where they use uh, the main character as an observer, but it's not too boring, you know, because the real character in this I feel is like society. <laughs> is that a weird thing to say? No, no, I think you're right. Yeah, that that that. that like these two guys, like you didn't need them to be too involved in the story because what 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 they were really doing was just watching what society was all about, what America specifically was about, and, and how it reacted to their presence there. And I think that's really important. And very few films that use that um, uh, protagonist as observer really ever pull that off. It's a hard thing to do, and I feel like this film does it pretty well. So um, three point five. Uh, tabs of acid. A pretty good trip. You know, Cody? As you, as you would <laughs> normally call it. A pretty good trip from Mike. You know, Cody? What? It feels good. <laughs> I know he's over here rubbing his bare feet against the carpet <laughs> like some kind of goddamn, yeah. like some kind of goddamn nice animal. tickle there. <laughs> We're going to have to get some shag carpet up here. <laughs> Last, but definitely the least, is Chris. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm going to go 3.5 on this one as well. Uh, I agree with so much of what Mike said. Um, the 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 story it, it pertains to a particular time period, and and you kind of have to accept it for for what it is and what they were trying to do at that time. I really did like Peter Fonda and Dennis Hopper's characters, even though they were mellow and kind of downplayed, and it was just a lot of them like riding around and experiencing life. Um, you know, I I like the 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 idea of freedom that they put across, which was basically sex, drugs, rock and roll, um, on the road, nobody holding them down kind of a thing. And, uh, and, and, and for me that, that held my interest. Um, and I thought, you know, for a lot of motorcycle shots, they, they shot it well. And, you know, there was moments where I was like, damn, they're riding really close together and starting to notice the little nuances of their journey. Um, so I do recommend people seeing this. It's a cool movie to see for like an early independent film, um, that, that was successful and, and they did get, try to get a little experimental with it, but I think that had something to do with the drugs. They were trying to put you in that position where you felt like maybe you were on drugs while watching the film. Um, so yeah, for, for that, I'm gonna have to give it a 3.5, uh, tabs of acid. Um, it's a once every 10 year kind of movie. <laughs> that's so funny that you say that there's so many films like that that like maybe I'll pull this film out in a decade <laughs> revisit it uh. alright guys that is our show for this week we really appreciate you listening uh, we appreciate it so much that if you rate us on iTunes or leave us a review we're gonna read it like we're gonna do that right now 
Mike. All right. Yeah. We have a, another review, another five-star review, everybody. Oh, oh my God. From uh, Pink Flamingo 1486. Oh, I, love oh. I love it. I love that name. Great name. 1486, a good year. <laughs> 20 odd years Solid after year. Columbus. <laughs> sailed the ocean <laughs> or maybe they were born on January what was it one four January 4th 1986 it would be uh Look yeah Chris using logic and it shit. would be or or it could I be I like that they were playing they were playing more homage to Columbus good job yeah you know 20 odd years later Ot? yeah is what you said 20 odd 20 odd 20 odd and they say I love listening to this show well, they've done you. movies that I remember from my younger days and also a ton of that have made me realize that I need to brush up on my movie watching skills. We think that every single day. <laughs> yeah, we seem to do that every time. Guess we're like, what? what movie we're gonna do next? Never saw Easy Rider. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, the the guys are very funny and have a good flow, which is easy to follow. A plus, and that's true. We have a good flow, but we have two guys that used to rap. So, so you know, you know, I'm just yeah. saying. Oh, just saying. Sure, sure, just sell you and I short, Mike. Well, we didn't rap. I can't rap. I can rap. Can you? No. Okay. I was about to say that. But A+. Plus, a+. Plus, that's the best grade you can get in elementary school. Yeah. So guess what? <laughs> well, thank Fuck you. Fuck you, teacher from sixth grade. Yeah. <laughs> Who said I would didn't think anything, huh? Didn't think I could be a straight-A student. Guess what? Now you're fucking laughing. <laughs> She's not. Now you're laughing. No. <laughs> <laughs> now you're laughing because you're in a podcast. Yeah. Hopefully, we're that entertaining. Yeah. No, no. Thank you very, very much for your review, Pink Flamingos. We really appreciate that. You're awesome. If you guys want to be awesome, just leave us a review and we'll give you a shout out. We really appreciate it. Like when you guys do that for us. So, so that's it, guys. What um, about the Phoenix Film Festival thing? Are we talking about that? At well, all? we're gonna have a commercial run for it. So, do we need to talk about it? You're right. We do. We're gonna be there April eighth. You can see us in the party pavilion. We'll be uh, schmoozing. Boozing. You know, losing. Probably cruising. Busting, Maybe losing. cruising <laughs> after we watch this film. We might be cruising. See, see all that rap skills we were just <laughs> talking about? Mike God just came in like, like he was damn amateur here, and he's dropping hits. He's dropping hits. Know, you know, dropping I, just, I was like, I was like uh, what's his name? Bunny Rabbit from uh, 8 Mile. Yeah, but we guys, we're... <laughs> Bunny Rabbit from 8 was Mile. Was that his name? Bunny Rabbit? Yeah, it was Bunny Rabbit. Thank God. No, it was not that. Uh, we <laughs> Go We are going to be out at the Scottsdale uh, Harkins 101. Uh, make sure you guys make it out there for the Phoenix Film Festival. It should be a really good time. should be some great films out there. Um, it's awesome that they invited us back again this year. We're, we're, we're super appreciative of that. So make sure you come out because it's going to be a good time. And we'll be there. We might just be handing shirts out. I don't know. Maybe... Maybe. 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 So uh, you can follow us on social media <laughs> on the Twitter. The tw- on the old Twitter. The old twits. Yep. The old twits. At ColtFilm underscore review. You can also follow us at Instagram on ColtFilm underscore review. You can follow us on Facebook. And then you, after, after you follow us on Facebook, I want you to go follow Kyle. Ah! You can follow me on Instagram at ColtFilm underscore Kyle. And then after you follow Kyle, I want you to follow Chris. Ah! You can follow me at ColdFilm underscore Chris on Instagram. Don't forget about following Mike. You can follow me at Mike Salustio on Twitter. And why do you yell at? Uh, that's my thing. At. I know. That's my thing. Come on, Mike. I did it in a very so, different way. It I didn't know. sound like you. I know. But he's stepping yeah. on my toes. You know what I'm saying? Oh, my I'm God. Bad. I don't think I'm oh And you can follow God. Cody. Yeah! <laughs> VHS Collects <laughs> on Instagram. All right, guys. That's our show. So just remember, if you're going to join a cult, make sure they watch good movies. We'll see you next week. <laughs>